The GFL, the Garfather of Fantasy Football Leagues. Created from the pre-internet mind of Garland Levitt, with stats tracked on college room paper taken directly from an artifact called a newspaper. The GFL has stood the test of time, becoming one of the largest and most passionate leagues in America. From podcasts to fantasy pros, there is never a dull moment for those brave and cool enough to take on its challenge year in and year out. For over a quarter of a century, the GFL has annually brought together friends while breaking many hearts along the way. Now steered by the steady commission hand of Matt Handy, with continued support and assistance from its namesake founder, one thing is certain, a better fantasy football league does not exist. Welcome to the GFL Commission Recap Preview Podcast number 37. I'm the G-Man of the GFL, Garland Levitt, who's feeling a lot better than the G-Men of the NFL after last week's debacle against the Cowboys. And I'm along here with Commish Matt Handy of our esteemed league. And Matt, week one of the NFL season was chock full of important lessons for not only us and the league at large as managers, but also just as much for us as Apple Podcast entrepreneurs. <laughs> as you know, our GFL League kitty is still flush with cash after that coup of sponsorship deals we secured ourselves last year. How could we possibly forget Banano, Matt? The fastest processing, and if you look at the price, quite possibly the cheapest cryptocurrency known to man. Ronco, the industry leader in Helm sex change kits, and your daughter's personal favorite. And everyone's favorite military industrial complex company, Halliburton, and their world-renowned penis pump. The problem is, Matt, that we are such control freaks around here that we don't delegate as much as we should. Uh, to the rest of the league at large. Hence, things slipping through the cracks that should have never happened. Admittedly, our GFL legal department clearly dropped the ball when it comes to protecting our intellectual podcast property. Well, you and I are just two schmoes trying to have a good time on here. Little did we know our very Apple existence was hanging by a thread due to our unintentional <laughs> copyright infringement by playing Eminem's Shady's Back music to open the show during our first two episodes. Thankfully, our friend, league member, and my personal patent attorney, who I never want to get involved with stuff like this, but he stepped up for us, Stephen Polkoff, gave us the pro bono wake-up call we needed to ensure that this loyal fan base, which I noticed on last week's analytics, Matt, was up from 40 to 48 unique listeners, will continue to be enlightened by this content moving forward as we make the hard but necessary transition to royalty-free music to keep those Apple sensors at bay, besides the Knight Rider theme. Um, maybe someday, Matt, you will also do what you promised last week and finally take down our explicit rating on Apple that you pinned us with, because that could hurt, certainly help the cause as well. We'll give you a chance to comment on that. Well, Matt, as we speak, week one is almost in the books as we uh, record this episode, and we are currently watching Monday Night Football between the Jets and the Bills, and, you know, it's not easy for us men to do, Matt, but we are going to multitask as things are going on. But really, it was so nice yesterday, just reflecting on that day, to have real NFL football back. 
causing me to instinctively shift my focus and priorities yesterday from watching my son to neurotically checking my phone for stats every 10 seconds. Fantasy football really does make me a better man, Matt, and a better father. Matt, I would promise I would tighten up the intro from last week. And because we're recording this a second time, I'm so sorry I failed. But true to form for our listeners, Matt, and that's what matters, this was probably only like four minutes instead of the six or seven I did last week. Matt, how was your week one, and are you still holding out some hope Josh Allen might help you pull off a miracle to beat Kevin tonight? Garlando, happy Monday night. Monday night football, I'm watching it as we speak, as you and I talk, and uh, it is 13-6, 8.59 left in the third quarter. Bills are driving right now, and good old James Cook with a negative one-yarder, so that's not going to help you at all, but I think you already won your game, so I think you're all set there, but... Uh, holding out a little hope here. I texted Kevin earlier today oh, saying... I don't like seeing that, Matt. I don't like seeing that. No, yes. but when you, when you have Tyreek Hill who scores 45 points, I think you're doing just fine, you know? And, uh, you <laughs> it, know. Was, it was everything I could have dreamed for. for it really Tyreke. was. It really was. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm watching the guy. I texted Kevin earlier today. I said, hey, uh, I think you got this one. I said something along the lines of, uh, I need a big game from Josh Allen tonight. And, um... He's like, you know, it's certainly possible. And I said, yeah, I got to get 26. It's going to be a tall order, but it's it's doable. But I need another couple touchdowns from uh, Josh Allen to have a chance here. But uh, if it doesn't happen, it's, it's week one. It's okay. But, you know, uh, thank you for the plug about uh, my daughter Harlow and her favorite uh, home sex change kits. Uh, uh, I, I, I know working. these are not family fetishes you want to be talking about. I'm sorry <laughs> I went there, Matt. It's uncalled for. <laughs> it's so good. I am glad that uh, I uh, I got to call you out. I am glad you took out the uh, the apple in your teeth thing that you had in the first uh, in, in the first intro that we canceled on because uh, I was going to save that for later, but it's just bothering me so much. I just thought I found it ironic and uh, meant to be that I have an apple in my teeth on Apple. Well, the, the, I just the, ate one. What I, where I'm going to go with on this one is a, if that's what we're talking about in week two or our third episode of the season, we got a, we got a lot of content we got to figure out, man, if that's the case. Okay. So if we're talking about apple in your teeth and we're only in week three, man, we're struggling and we're big time struggling. Okay. But Imagine when I'm one and five and you're oh and six, what it's going to be. Oh right? man, that I God, don't put that on me this year. Gar, please don't put that on me. I was loud. I think that might've been last year. I think I was really one in last year. If I was going to win a game or not, man, that was rough, dude. Uh, no, but, you know, I got to piggyback what you said. Man. It was nice to have NFL football. I watched the Texans game for a little bit. Uh, you know, yeah, we lost. I didn't. I thought I saw some good. I saw some good stuff, though. To be quite honest with you, I, you know, I, didn't watch. Didn't watch the game. Just following. So tell me what. Tell so me what you saw. Uh, first, first drive. CDS job didn't look great. Okay, but it's his first NFL drives. I mean, you know, you know, it's gonna happen. But I'll tell you, man. Uh, first half, I thought we actually looked okay. I mean, we moving the ball a little bit. Uh, CDS job got out of a couple tackles and some good throws. Uh, I think it. You know, defense looked pretty good uh, for the most part uh, in the first half. I think we kind of fell apart in the second half, but. Uh, you know, there was a lot more promise than I've seen in the past. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not going to say we're going to win uh, ten games or anything like that, but I think we're going to be. I think we got a chance of being competitive at least. You know, so I, I can't. I think five or six games with how easy our schedule is this year. Uh, I think we got a chance to win at least. F- I would say between four and six games this year, from what I saw. I think that's what we got a shot at. You know. It, um, it's such a tough environment there in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's defense is still. <laughs> 
Good. So for Stroud in his first game to go out and, you know, not throw a pick, put up some good numbers, um, you know, work the ball around a little yeah. bit. I mean, you know, it, it's tough in that kind of environment to uh, execute perfectly. He's getting rushed, too, and he's getting, he's dealing, learning that and really work the ball downfield and actually convert into touchdowns. But, you know, the fact that he looked at least decent out there, I think, is a, is a good sign uh, moving, moving yeah. forward for the Texans. And their defense did a, a good job. God, regrettably for me with Lamar, it was like the per- worst possible game Lamar could have played against the Texans. So yeah. I kind of was concerned he might not have a good game, and he did. And, uh, man, that made for fun. Uh, text thread banner, though, with Jay. You know, and, you know that's Lamar, what I was also going to With Lamar Haxon. Oh, my goodness. I was also going to throw that in there. I was like, even better than NFL football, was that – was the thread just going nuts on Sunday, man? That was a lot of fun. I, you know, I, you know how much I like that stuff. And that was the brunt of the joke at the very start of the day. It's like, God darn it! Like, why do I? Why does it have to be my guy? Why does it have to be Lamar today? You know? I know, right? And then you, then you threw in Moody, and I was like, Oh man, this is gonna be a long season. <laughs> as soon as I read that, you know. And then I know I was waiting for Mike Wilson to chime in and say, Okay, guys, what are we doing here? You know, saying something along that line, along those. I mean, lines. Moody was carrying me in the first half. Now. Oh yeah, kicker no, of San then, Fran uh, was carrying me with. Three. Then, <laughs> then your guy came through, but no, it was a great weekend, and, you know. And I'll tell you, I've been kind of disenfranchised with the Texans for the last three years for a host of reasons, you know, uh, coaching, um, you know, the whole social bullshit they wanted to try to go ahead and go through, and also the kind of crap that you know the NFL has been uh, pushing, and it's all it's all pointless. But you know, uh, I did make it. I did. I did say after this draft that you know what. I'm going to go ahead and make a concerted effort to have the Texans games on. I want to watch the games. I want to see how we're doing. Because I've watched a few games the last couple of years, and it's just been so bad. You know, I want to see how we're doing. You know, it's a very small sample size. One one game, and that's what we're going to get into this week. We're going to get into some overreactions week one. Not only just NFL, but fantasy as well. So it should be a lot of fun. I really enjoy uh, this. Oh, dude, my game's over. Josh Allen just threw another pick. What the fuck, man? <laughs> No, you're a little late on that. I saw that like a minute ago. You were deep in GFL thought there. Yeah, now, I was, please but... for the for for the nation uh, comment on our explicit rating and also the censorship issues. We really had to tackle head on. Oh yeah. So Gar wants to try to get me sued, basically, by playing Eminem. I told you not to do that initially. I was like, dude, are we gonna have any problems? He's like, nah, I'll be fine. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> No one ever got a hold of us. We're, we're on a network, sp- Matt. I wasn't even thinking it's the Apple Network. Of course, we're we we're two small time guys. I'm sure I'll get an email tomorrow from Eminem's uh, fan club or crewman or, or manager, or whatever, saying, "Hey, take my stuff down." They're, they're going to be one of the seven new listeners tonight, though. Yeah, I know, right? You could be so, right. <laughs> you know what? He'll enjoy the content so much. He'll be like, "Ah, you know what? They can play it." That's what. That's what he's going. <laughs> Uh, you know, so anyway, I, I talked to Gar and I had a conversation for about half an hour. Among, you know, we talked about that amongst a whole bunch of other stuff too. But we'll 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 be looking at some royalty free music moving forward. That way, we don't have anything really to worry about. And uh, in case someone wants to pitch a fit for whatever reason, you know, we might lose the first two episodes of the se- of the season if we have something like that. But so be it. I don't think our intro is going to have any problems because it's uh, you know, I just don't think it will. But if it does, we'll figure it out. But uh, in terms of the explicit writing, fuck no, I'm not changing that shit. If I was lying about that, I'm not changing shit about that. So I'm going to say fuck shit, damn. Matt. Shit. Why won't you fucking change that rating? So I don't you know. I mean, more listeners. If you would, if, if I mean, you have my daughter loving home sex change kits. I mean, if that doesn't deserve <laughs> an explicit rating, I don't know what does. Okay. So Matt, where do you think I got the idea for that? <laughs> On A&E. <laughs> 
Oh, you yeah. guys come up with this on my own? So I just still don't understand why you don't lessen this burden. Uh, I, I, you know what? Again, I, I gar. I You're mean, like the dad that just won't. Just let me not have a curfew. I mean, come on. I'm we're we're men here hosting a real podcast with 48 real unique listeners, Matt. We have we have places we can go. Gar, you cannot say that you're a man, okay? You need to be more, you know, neutral <laughs> on all this kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's offensive to a lot of people. You need to be more sensitive to everything like that, okay? Yeah, I forgot where I'm, I was at. Matt, we're just too pro now <laughs> trying to make our way in the podcast world. Not only, not only are we, um, uh, what do you call it? Not only are we... Uh, getting legally, uh, we have potential legal issues. Now hot water, get, very now hot gonna, right now. Now we're going to get canceled because of you because you decided to say the word man. Okay, so let's let's you know what? Why don't you check yourself, man, before you get wrecked? Okay, so let's let's be real here. All right. I love your blame shifting, Matt. I've learned all about this in relationships and stuff. And <laughs> another funny thing about relationship, when you said we talked about this issue for thirty minutes, I was like, man, Matt, I could have sworn it was like five. I guess I just enjoy talking to you so much. Five minutes was like 30 minutes. It went so fast. I can't believe we really went over the censorship issue for that long. Go, I have a mesmerizing voice, you know? So, I mean, the, the unique listeners, you know it's just because they want to hear the rasp, the rasp of, uh, of this voice right now. You know you know that. Okay. But, I'm sure the listeners can tell. I mean, Matt did not have a pack of cigarettes before the show. He still mm-hmm. got a little bronchitis. I do. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of this thing, man. I've been hawking up some nasty stuff. Not that anybody wanted to know that, but... It's, uh, hey man, what are you going to do? But let's, uh, guard, you know what? Let's get rolling here, man. Uh, you know what? We didn't get to do last week and we're going to, we're going to attack this as a, as if leap, as if week one has not happened yet. We didn't, you know, we were running low on battery and I didn't want to lose the episode, but now we're all good this week. We didn't actually get a chance to preview our teams. I know we talk about more about our teams because of course they are our teams, you know, and we're obviously, uh, way more invested in our teams than others. And so, what I want to do is let's uh, let's analyze our teams as we uh, as if the game has never been played yet, and we're kind of walking into game, walking into week one, not knowing that Drake London put up zero points on one target, not knowing that Dolchic had MRI, not knowing that Jacoby Myers and all those other people were on my bench. Let's just go ahead. Let's go from a different. <laughs> Let's go from a different angle. Matt, right now, I'd be cueing the uh, Back to the Future music, but I just don't feel comfortable. I don't think I can do it. Uh, well, you know, we're certainly going to try. All right, let's, let's go with that. But uh, let's, you know, my man, let's go ahead and I want to tackle your team first, okay? And I'll... Uh, before, we do it, before we do that, Matt, I just I had a thought and I wanted to let, let you know about this. What's up? Um, I've, I've been thinking all week about this, too. One good byproduct of my phone nearly dying on air last week, uh-huh. which as we know is truly playing with fire because that would have canceled out my audio for the entire episode and therefore maybe even canceled the entire episode itself. More than likely. Was, you know, was that it did lead to an abbreviated hour and seven minute episode for us. So I, what I'm hoping that is I hope that didn't disappoint GFL nation who is always hungry for us and our voices, even our bronchitis-laden voices, as much as possible. We did the selfless thing last week, Matt, and because of my dying phone, made our team secondary and focused on what matters, the rest of the GFC conference and the other teams. But really, in hindsight, Matt, you know, I only like being so selfless. This was nothing. <laughs> I saw my phone with low battery early in the day, Matt, and I just... I just didn't do anything. I think it was subconscious. It was a subconscious masterstroke on my part because tonight we can lead the show 
and finish what we started last week by analyzing our favorite GFL topics. Absolutely. Ourselves. I mean, what a treat. What a treat. Well, so I'll know, admit, I wanted I wanted this to happen. I we, wanted to be the headliner tonight. You and yeah, me, man. I understand, man. I, you know what? I, my my narcissistic uh, personality. Uh, of course, I want to be the headliner as well. You know, I want all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Actually, a benefit to being an Apple Podcaster, which I didn't, which are 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 probably maybe potentially our most loyal listener. It's it's, it's up there. He's he's got to be in a tie for loyalty, uh, especially now with this new information I'm about to give you. Uh, my brother Joe Handy, all right, found out that you can play the Apple Podcast on speed 1.75, can still mm. hear everything, and can get through the episode, can get through like an hour hour long episode in about 30 minutes. Okay, so you know we are uh, we're on our way here, man. I'll tell you right. Now, we, Talk about speed listening. I can't believe that actually works. Apparently, because Joe was joking about in the text, and I was like, oh. My intro was too long, so he's just making fun of me by talking about the speed so you can get through it. But really, he actually is listening to it, but just at a hyper speed. He says that you at 1.75 is the most is one of the most precious things you'll ever hear. So I, I gotta roll through. I gotta scroll back through it and hear about that and uh, and try that and see what it sounds like. But um, but hey, man, if we can make all it easy, I know is it's guys. good for ratings, Matt. So just yeah. keep them coming. Absolutely. So. All right, my man, you ready to tackle these teams? You ready to tackle you and I? And probably yeah, let's good. do it. And, uh, what? This is a good what? Just a uh, 17-minute intro? Good for us, man. We'll yeah, really keep sure. it to a Hey, you know, we'll give the people what they want. They want more you and me, so we're going to give them more you and me. Right? But, uh, <laughs> our, all right, you have the number seven draft pick this year, um, and I'll take your team for right now. And you, you can you can chime in as you can, so – um, you know, you and I met two nights. I'm ago. sure I might. I might. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you. You know, you might. You might cut me off a couple of times, but uh, you know, you and I met a couple of nights before the draft, and we really went over a couple. Of, you know, a few different scenarios here, and I really wasn't sure which way you were going to go. To be honest with you, I, I think you might have been thinking running back at first if someone had fallen that you really wanted to have, or if the receivers were obviously gone that you were looking at doing. You were also at one point thinking of taking Jalen Hurts at seven. Uh, and, and I kind of talked you out of that uh, just because I didn't think it would be a great move, especially at that early in the draft. And uh, partially, too, because I want to draft Jalen Hurts later. So if I could talk you out of Jalen Hurts then, I had a chance at him later. You know, that was kind of another thing, too. But, um, you know, you ended up taking Tyreek Hill, which is, yeah, I mean, you, you can't get a – honestly, the dude's so good. It's not even – I mean, it's like a – he's like a Travis Kelsey cheat code. Like, seriously, he's just that good, man. Like, he's – they, and I mean, he's. I know you got Justin Jefferson. I know you got Jamar Chase, but I think he's the most dangerous receiver in the NFL. I really think he is. He's so damn fast, and he's just—he's basically unguardable. As long as you just chuck it out there, he's got a chance of getting anything. I mean, he's just man, is he good? You know. And then uh, round two, you went Lamar Jackson. I didn't love this pick there. I understood why you did it. I didn't love it because. You know me. I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, you know, I I just – I don't know, man. I know they have a new offensive – You're a bigger team. one than Jay. You're a bigger one than Jay. I am. Jay, Jay hates Lamar. He hates Russell Wilson. I, I'm i just not – you know, I know they have a new offensive coordinator, right? And it's going to take some time for them to get all their stuff together and get everything gelled and everything like that. But I don't know, man. I'm just not a big Lamar – you know, I he's rely, so reliant on the run, and I get it, you know, but – um, it just wasn't my favorite pick, but then again, at the same time, I get why he did it because you need a rushing, you need a rushing, um, a rushing presence there, especially if you're going to have it. So you basically get two players in one. You get a quarterback and a running back at the same time. So I get what you did. Okay. Um, 
Really couldn't believe Ramondre Stevenson fell in three. I was shocked that that happened, to be quite honest with you. And then you piggyback that up with James Cook in four, which is a, a good PPR pick, to be quite honest with you, man. And then uh, you went with the the Michael Thomas drop in round five, which just gives me memories of Julio Jones for you in round five or six from a couple years ago. <laughs> it was early. I wish it was that. Oh, yeah. you last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's better in the fifth or sixth than the uh, sec- second or third. I think you did third round, actually. I think you did Allen Robinson and th- and then um, and then uh, Julio Jones back-to-back, and they were both just garbage, man. That, that's <laughs> right. No, that's exactly what I did. And then uh, let's see here. We're going Dalton Schultz. Don't love that pick. I don't think Dalton Schultz is going to be great. Uh, Chigozi Monconquo. Uh, I mean, I thought he was going to be – you know what? I, you know what? I, I actually like the pick from on draft day. I really love the pick on draft day. I really did. Uh, but we'll get into what happened after that. We'll get into what an overreaction is, Max. Exactly. Going, we'll he's going against a good tight end defense. And then you, you went, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like you went, it's almost like you doubled up. You know, you went double tight end, double quarterback. Then you had, because you have uh, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Sure, that's fine, I guess. Uh, keeper of Christian Watson, I think, will be great for you. Now he got injured, unfortunately. Don't know what a hamstring is going to do for him. I mean, those usually. Man, those the, the the recovery rates on that are really tricky, man. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, the rest of the drafts, I mean, it's fine. It's just a bunch of guys that are, have have potential, like Jonathan Mingo, Deuce Vaughn, Kate Otten, Jake Moody. I mean, these are all kick, the kickers and tight ends. So overall, man, I, I actually thought this was one of your better drafts in a long time. Uh, you know, some of your drafts are some drafts of yours are so uh, hell bent on having depth in every single area, but you don't really have any great... And Balvini, Matt. They're also and Balvini, yes. Mm-hmm. You were more sober this year, so maybe you actually picked better this year. But uh, so many of your drafts are are so dependent upon you having depth in every single area, right? In case there's an injury, in case whatever. But you, know, you, you rarely, in the past, I don't know, I want to say three or four years, have gotten home run hitters as actual players. So... Your teams have always been okay. You know, you'll pull out four or five, maybe six wins a season, but you don't. You've not really had that home run hitter that can just basically bail you out. Because if you have a lot of depth, right, you'll have a bunch of guys score eight points, right? But you don't have a big time home run hitter to bail you out of a bad situation. And now you do with Tyreek Hill. You got Lamar, who on any given week, those two can combine for 60, 70 points. And if you get that. Uh, you're all of a sudden just needing about five, ten points from other players to go ahead and get to about 115, 120. That's going to win you pretty much every week, you know. So uh, I do like the draft a lot better this year than uh, than previous years. Well, thanks. No, I, I uh, it, it just came together better this year, Matt. Maybe that did correlate with a little less uh, neat creation. Uh, you never know, and or sometimes it just kind of falls to you. And I've noticed doing. Um, between all my fantasy leagues, over what 50, 60 drafts through the years, um, that those drafts where it kind of falls into place for you, you think it does. It may be a good season, maybe not, but when you're really happy with the draft, really happy, especially after you get through like week one and stuff, mm-hmm. that only happens maybe one out of every five or six years. You know, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I thought it was a good draft. I mean, now looking at it, like my late round picks, for example, Deuce Vaughn, I didn't know he was third string. I don't think that was a, that was a very good pick um, at all. Um, I'm looking to maybe drop him. But that's a 12th round pick. Jonathan Mingo didn't have a good uh, game one. Neither did Bryce Young. So, you know, uh, that they'll correlate with each other. 
Uh, Tampa Bay defense I didn't even use because I think they released people before the um, uh, before they trimmed down the final roster. Some veterans I thought they had on their team. I did some early research on them. I didn't think I was getting what I was thought I was getting with them in the 13th round. So, you know, it's never a perfect draft. But through round 10 that you kind of chronicled, I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. So it's it's good moving forward. And Tyreek getting 44 helped. And, uh, yeah, I think the team's got some uh, some potential this year. But it's not – It's probably, I don't really have the depth I want. So I kind of switched roles, Matt, and went with the, the firepower and less depth. Well, and that's uh, – I've been saying this to anyone who would listen – about how this draft, and I think how a lot of fantasy drafts are, to be quite honest with you, man. I think if you knock it out of the park the first five rounds, you probably, if you knock it out of the park in round one, right, you're probably going to end up, you got a chance, uh, you're probably going to end up winning four or five games at least, right? If you get, so I, I always think your first five rounds are the most important rounds of fantasy football. I know what everyone says in terms of you win your draft later and things like that. I, I get that, but the league that we are in, right, you've got to get those first four or five rounds correct because it's 18 teams. So if you miss on those first four or five rounds, then you're hoping to find a diamond in the rough later in those rounds because four or five rounds for us is like ten in another in other leagues. You know, I mean, it, it's it's oh, it's, dra- it's draining. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, our draft alone is four and a half five hours. It's a war of attrition basically to get through the draft. Okay, and. It takes a lot of Balvini sometimes, Matt. A dude, lot. I'm sober during this shit. It just keeps me like <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> Destroying your back. <laughs> I just think that if you get, you know, if, if you get three out of five right, you're probably in the championship game or close to it, maybe semifinals. If you get four out of five or five out of five right, then you're winning the whole thing, right? And and so if you get those picks correct, and then that's what you know, last year, I think you ended up, you know, we had some weird-ass trade stuff that we were doing. We're not doing that shit again or anything like that. But you ended up trying – you ended up going with, uh, like, Kareem Hunt and some other guys like that who were just okay players, uh, but they're just not going to score you points, you know. And the name of the game is getting points. Yeah, you want a balanced roster and everything like that. I completely understand people who fill their rosters out. And I'm not saying I disagree with it. I just think that you need to find a home run hitter, maybe two of them, inside the first five rounds to keep your team alive. You know and exactly. It, so that's that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, when I saw kind of the hill was going to be there, and I could, I kind of decided on Lamar late. He was going to probably be my second round pick, as I told you a couple yeah. of days before that. And then who I was really targeting in the beginning of round three was James Cook, yeah. but Stevenson was there, and then Cook I got to me in four. So it all it all fell into place. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, you were talking about the way I draft for depth. And so uh, Matt's right. I agree with everything you said in your analysis, Matt. I will just add, though, that uh, over the long term, if you can maybe marry and, and get and really bring together depth with the right amount of explosiveness, you know, yeah. uh, just me drafting for depth alone in the GFL, Matt, I forget about the Vista League, but so what, 27 years? I think I've only won less than five games one time. Yeah. So that it'll get you wins, but you have to have that firepower. And if you, I mean, and if you want to be a, uh, a kind of, I'm not saying an average manager, but kind of a run of the mill. Hey, you know, it's Sunday. Some years I'll get in the playoffs. Some years I won't. Um, you know, or and some, like when and when you won't get in the playoffs, you won't even come close to getting the playoffs or anything like that. You know, and if you do get in the playoffs and you're going to get your ass kicked in week one because your team's just okay, you know, uh, then go ahead and draft as much depth as you want, man. That's no problem. You know, I mean, and honestly. It's kind of a catch-22, right? Because you want to have firepower in this league, 
but how you stay how you stay good in this league for a long time is drafting because our our keepers are rounds nine through fifteen, right? Because you you know for our hey our unique listeners, okay, uh, how we do this is we do a uh, a keeper system for rounds nine through fifteen. You can keep and you can keep one player from rounds nine through fifteen who stays on your roster the next year. Okay, in that exact same spot. So Gar drafted Kyler Murray in round nine this year. If he opts to keep him, then the, Kyler Murray will all of a sudden become his round nine pick for next season. That's how that works. Now, that being said, the way you keep yourself good in this league is by having good keepers, right? Having that value pick in round 10, 11, 12, 15, whatever it is. Okay, but you have to marry the two, like you said, you know, and I, think, I don't know why I use that word. Last thing I need to be talking about right now, Matt, is marriage. I mean, you know, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, according to you, you're you, you might you might be you know off the market in two weeks. Apparently, you know, from our conversation earlier, so you might already be thinking about marriage, you know, as we speak. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but damn, you know, Matt, we don't talk about off record things. Here, <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> GFL Fantasy Football Weekly podcast, <laughs> but I mean, Gar. Uh, of the past, uh, let's just say three or four years, um, this is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make it, I'll make it, uh, I'll make it, um, relevant for our, 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 our listeners. This is Gar's best draft since pre-COVID. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. It's, it's his best draft since pre-COVID. Were we around pre-COVID? It's hard to remember life before, you know, it's uh, like, it's hard to remember life before your kids, you know, I mean, <laughs> like, that, what happened before that? Shit, I remember pre-COVID. I, 2019 was my best freaking team. Actually, uh, I don't know, 2019 or 2021, those are my two best teams ever. And I got, yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. It shit happens. What are you going to do? You know, but. Um, take a test, Matt. Just keep taking tests. Yeah, taking tests, even if you don't, even if you don't feel bad, just <laughs> keep doing it, you know. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. But uh, anyway. Now, overall, Live, I don't think so. Anyway, let's keep going. Overall, real happy with your draft. I don't think it's. I don't know if you. I don't know if it's a league winning draft, but I certainly think you're going to be very competitive throughout the whole season. Uh, the only issue, of course, is you know, I, as I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit, uh, you get one injury to you know to a player, you're going to be struggling, man. So you better hope for health. You don't think there's going to be some injuries? I mean, I feel lucky I to get out pretty much of week one unscathed. I know, and 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 with your bench how it is, I'm not sure how much trade pull you have anymore. Uh, unless you decide to make a, uh, unless Michael, you, you, you better hope that Michael Thomas or Christian Watson really come around. That way you can make a trade of some sorts if you're looking to do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you look at it, Matt, I mean, Watson on my bench right now, Watson, I mean, he just was out this week. A Conquo, I mean, he should hopefully come around. Um, you got Wilson and Murray. And Mingo is a little disappointing to me. Uh, but again, it's working with a rookie quarterback. Deuce Vaughn should probably drop it. Kate Otten's not bad there for Dev. I mean, he's you know he's the primary guy in Tampa with right. Baker Mayfield throwing to him. So why would you not be you know excited about that? For sure. So mm-hmm. all right. Well, overall, Gar. I mean, um, let's see here. What did Yahoo give you for a grade? Let me have a look here. Yahoo. Draft wise, ooh, I don't even know here. I'm not sure if they even have it. Still, well, it may be down now because the season started. It might be down because the season started, but uh, I mean, for me, I would, uh, for me, I would give you, uh, I'd give you definitely a solid B for your draft, maybe even B plus, you know, for the draft. Yeah, I, I agree. I missed out on some uh, stuff towards the end, and yeah, uh, but overall, I pretty much did uh, did what I wanted to do, and for um, sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting how Michael Thomas, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a great factor in this too. And, um, yeah. um, you know, like I said, all about health. But let's, let's go to your team, man. You want me to uh, take yours? Let's go for it, man. Let's see what you got. And now try to do this from a 
Matt's team hasn't played yet situation. <laughs> because if we do that compared to what it's actually looking like right now, uh, it might be a very different analysis overall. <laughs> so let's see how we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's look at this. And I, Matt, again, I really wanted to uh, use the Back to the Future music on this, um, but we can't use it. I wish there was something we could use for this. <laughs> Matt, I am sorry. We missed out on, uh, there we go. I'm so sorry. There were some technical difficulties. We got to tell John in the studio when I cue the music, you got to play the music. So Fucking, fucking John. Fucking John. <laughs> I mean, he really messed that up, man. But anyway, yeah. you were talking about what's going on here in week one with your team. <laughs> so let's talk about what's going on in week one, man. I have breaking news. Breaking news on... Your matchup this week with Kevin Dalrymple. What do we got? You're still, lo- you're still losing. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. I'm watching as we fucking speak. I mean, that's why I needed a full minute or two of that to really execute <laughs> that we may need to because this was very important breaking news, as you saw. <laughs> yeah, my, my, uh, <laughs> my bronchitis kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how rough it is for me right now. But, John failed on that music, man. I mean, yeah, we wasted. Fuck, yeah, I don't sorry. even know if we can bring him back. I mean, we're just we're just too uh, uh, shoestring by the but. You know, our budget's just not. We got to we maybe got to allocate more. And I hate to, for John to hear that, but we may need to spend a little bit more on the help. I mean, our budget our budget's so small that we had to hire a guy named John. Okay. Like, <laughs> We couldn't, get a, we couldn't get a guy with a cool name like Lars or, you know, or, you know, something like that. That'd be so much cooler. But no, it's John. Okay. <laughs> At least it's not some other Joe, you know? Yeah, I know. All right. I mean, you could have brought Joe Handy. Joe Handy would have been a job. Okay. Joe, <laughs> Matt's bro- that's Matt's brother. Joe would have been legit. All right. but uh, Also in the league. Okay. Let's go through <laughs> your team. So you got a very Handy-like uh, player in round one, Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, I know I'm supposed to pretend like week one didn't exist, but I, I talked uh, before the season to any, anyone who would listen that he was going to be more involved in the passing game just logically without Hunt. So he had four catches. So no touchdowns. He got over 16 points last week. So if that's a floor or close to a floor, that's going to be great for Chubb. He'll start yeah. scoring some touchdowns. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Allen, the second is a good move. You know, get him or Hurts, I think. Is uh, I was hoping fine. for Hurts. I was hoping for Hurts, uh, but Troy grabbed him before I did. So I uh, can't do much about that. Yeah, Drake London. I, what happened, Matt? What happened this week? Yeah, I mean, that, no, that's Drake. not a bad. We we all thought we can kind of do, a, you know, we can acknowledge that it, that week one happened, and I think give analysis at the same time. That's here. fine, Matt. We're men, but I think we're multitasking here. Is what they call this. You know what? To be fair, one, two, three, come back and four. You know what? I I did not expect to have the ability to take Drake London and Deontay Johnson in three and four. Uh, Drake London had he had a great end of the year last year, right? And so I was very and he's been getting so many um, uh, good reviews coming, you know, coming uh, through on, on in camp, all this other kind of stuff, right? So I, I understand Atlanta's a very run heavy offense. I get it. Like I'm not I'm not blind to that. I know they drafted Bijan, they got Algier as well. I, I get all that stuff, okay? But you know it's. Uh, Drake London is going to be the highest guy. He's going to. I'm looking. I was looking for upside in that situation. I thought he had a lot of upside. I don't know if Desmond Ritter uh, jury's still out on him, but you know, 
I just thought I thought it was a good pick, man. Fantasy pros, the people that I do for research with, and things like that, man. I thought they were, uh, they, you know, they they said, hey, you have to have this guy on your team, and so uh, I went with it, man. And uh, you know, disappointed, obviously, but you know, um, it's only one week, you know, zero zero points, one target. That's not what you want to see, obviously, especially from your third round pick, right? Um, but that being said. You can't get worse, right? So I can only go up from there. So I guess it's one of those where, um, you know. And this happens sometimes, Matt, with all, you know, not non-elite receivers. And Drake London's not a burner. He's not an elite receiver. He can be a good receiver, but they're going to have stinkers every now and again. So Just like Josh um, Allen, who just threw his third fucking pick of the day. He just drives yeah. me nuts right now, you know. Um Anyway, this guy throws so many interceptions, man. This is, you know, he's he can be so good some weeks, but this other weeks he just throws so many picks. But anyway, go on. It's go almost on. it's a lot of feast or famine with with Allen. He's either really good or God, you're right, he can be bit. But normally he's really good. Uh, yeah, having, yeah, but yeah, it's just like the rest of your week one, Matt. It was just meant to be that way. Matt. Yeah, but um, Deontay, did he get injured? Uh, yeah. Week one? Deontay was on his way to a pretty big day, man. He had seven, uh, almost eight points in the first half. He was a little quiet for the first quarter, but then uh, Pittsburgh stopped screwing around and started throwing the ball, and he was, you know, at eight points. They stopped screwing around for seven points on, in the game, man. Yeah, I know. Really One of those where they started throwing the ball, and he had eight, he had almost eight points uh, coming up in the end of the first half, which that should have gotten him at least, I don't know, probably about – Close to 15, 16 by the end of the day, end of the day, you know, based on his volume that he gets, you know. So it's one of those where, um, you know, I I'll tell you what though, that pick right there is one. Uh, I I would have taken Drake London no matter what. Okay, if Drake London's there, I was gonna take him. Okay, that pick is probably one I'd like to have back. The only reason why is because I was debating between him and Brandon Ayuk because I had read so many good things about Ayuk and everything like that. I just I just went with the volume approach because I thought, um, what you call it, I thought Johnson was going to get more volume, you know, and he has, he gets so much, so many targets per game, but uh, I think we're supposed to have a monster season this year, and he uh, obviously, he won, certainly proved that. No, he, he did, and uh, how long is Deontay out? Oh, it's a hamstring, man, so there hasn't been anything definitive yet. Hopefully, it was just more of a precaution than anything else, but if it's actually a true hamstring strain, then... I mean, shit, it could be all season. Because look at Keenan Allen last year when I had him, right? He's out like 10, 11 weeks, you know? So, uh, who knows, man? That could, I mean, that's, you know, certainly not a certainly not a good thing for me. Yeah, Zay Flowers, uh, I've been talking him up. You did research. So, you talked yourself up and drafted him. Yeah. He had a good game in week one. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, did he, how did he do in week one, Matt? 29 fucking points. 29 points. In week one, unbelievable! Wow, wow, wow! So Matt really talked up to us that his uh, players he did start. And Matt, I mean, I'm looking at your depth, and uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons I've been extra kind of nice to you tonight, Matt. Is I mean, I've been looking at this team, and I I heard what you were talking about with your depth, and it got me really interested in this team. I'll just put it that way. I know. I look. I think I drafted actually. I couldn't wait to hear about it from you tonight. Oh. I really, you know what? I'm. I guess I'm kind of. I know you're analyzing my team, but I'm kind of analyzing my team as well. But I, I felt that I drafted a really good. Team. I thought I was very ha- I was very happy with my draft. Okay. Uh, in terms of what I was looking to do, I thought I executed my draft rather well. I wish I could have that. I wish I could have Brandon Ayuk as opposed to, um, opposed to Deontay Johnson. I would have been okay with that, you know. But. 
um, you know, unlike last year where, you know, I drafted such a poor team. My, you know, starters didn't do well. My depth, you know, my, my reserves were awful. I had to, I made three trades inside of week, inside of four weeks last First four weeks, I made three trades. That's huh. how you know your team sucks, okay? When you make three trades in the first four weeks. Okay? I don't think we've ever had a league winner do that. I mean, no, it doesn't happen, you know? Like, if I do well, if I'm doing well in the league, right, I am looking for trades in week one. I am week one, week two, because I want to solidify how well I'm doing. Like, when I was uh, 2021, I was just blitzing through everybody, Okay. I was looking for trades to really shore up any flex spots, any injuries, things like that that may happen. But, um, you know, last year I was just trading out of fucking necessity. Like one of my trades literally was Jacoby Brissett for Mac Hollins. I think that was one of my trades inside the first three or four weeks because I think I was averaging like 65 points a game. And granted, I'm not doing much better right now. Okay. But I've got a, I've got a lot more hope than, uh, than last year at this time. That's for damn sure. You know, um, if you're making trades like that, it's just it's just not it's not your year, man. No, I mean, look, look at look at what the, look at what rounds eleven through fifteen did for me this this week. Okay, Roshan Johnson has seventeen and a half points. I think he'll end up being the starter in, in Chicago by the season's end. I really think he will. Okay, uh, Jason Sanders, my kicker, had thirteen points. John Mechie didn't play. Kyron Williams, round fourteen, had like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen points. He's splitting with uh, Cam Akers. If Cam doesn't wake up, Kyron Williams takes over that backfield. Okay. Yep, and that was the best case scenario in my research about Kyron. So yeah. I liked a lot of these picks, and so Matt's gonna definitely Matt's gonna definitely be a threat. Um, anyway, Matt, I know it's you know I was supposed to actually do this analysis, but you've done all of it. But Sorry, you know, I'll just say a couple yeah. more things about some players. Um, Matt, tell us about uh, Puka because he didn't make me uh, puke this week. No, Puka, man. I you know uh, I I read I always read articles that say. Your, uh, you know, dart throw last round draft picks, basically, right? You, know, you don't know who to draft your 15 round pick, and uh, this guy came up on every single article that you find, every single one, okay? And you know, I said, okay, sh-. I mean, he went, no one had ever heard of the guy, or go ahead and pick him. But Cooper Cup gets injured, obviously, you know, and he was supposed to be the wide receiver. I don't even think he was going to dress if Cooper Cup wasn't hurt. Okay, I don't think he was the third wide receiver for the day. This dude ends up with 15 to eight, 15, 16 targets, 10 catches. He has 18, 19 points, you know, and he looked good doing it too. It wasn't like he was, uh, it wasn't like he was bad, like just getting lucky. I mean, this guy, if you look at the other, uh, Van Jefferson was supposed to be the number one receiver. He had four targets. Tutu Atwell had eight. This guy had 15 targets. And granted, Cooper Cup's out four weeks and, um, uh, you know, of course, his volume will get scaled back, but if Cooper Cup doesn't come back, and this guy ends up becoming a really valid second wide receiver, then round 15, I got—I mean, I got a keeper for next year with no question. Matt, not only is it round 15, it's almost Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> so, it's one pick away. Yeah, exactly. If this if he starts emerging, emerging, I mean, he had 15 targets, so I don't care when Cooper Cup comes back. Uh, you would think this guy will, will still be playing, be a factor in that offense, so... If he starts consistently performing, Matt, we're going to have to get the uh, GFL Elias uh, research team uh, in motion to kind of look into um, best pick. By that, I mean you, because you do <laughs> you love doing all this stuff. You need to look up uh, picks that late. And if we've ever had one contribute as much as like, if God, if Puka, like I said, opposite of puking, puking continues this. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, you know, here's what I will say about this year's draft, right? 
this year's draft, usually drafting from the 17-18 spot is pretty easy, right? Because most drafts, you end up getting two elite wide receivers that you can really go with, right? This year was different than any other draft we've ever had. Receivers, elite receivers, like truly elite receivers, went so early, man. It was actually a lot harder to draft from the 17-18 spot this year uh, than in previous years. You know, it really was hard uh, just because so many of these guys were gone. You had you had big-time running backs that were there at the end of uh, at the end of one. You know? I mean, you had I had uh, I had Nick Chubb. I mean, Saquon was there at 16. Nick Chubb. Um, you know, you got Josh Jacobs, uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, these are elite running backs. They're all at the end of one. These guys should have been gone already, and it didn't happen this year. So it was a lot harder. To dra- it was definitely harder to draft from 17, 18 uh, this year than in previous years, for sure. I agree, Matt. Great, great analysis. And, you know, I, I was I took the lead on that. You want to give me a lead on that? How was my analysis on that? Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you were right, man. I mean, you know, I do so many different mo- – Mostly I felt like we were hearing from you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Your analysis is great, you know. But I do so many mock drafts. But they said these guys would be there. But I was like, there's no way these guys are going to be there. But, man, I guess they were right on this one after all. But, uh, yeah, so I analyzed both teams. So good for me. Good job, Matt. I think we should just uh, – I think we should go co- go do a Corey here. And I'll, I'll give you an A+. Plus. I'll no, give no, an A+. Plus, so, um we're, well, I'll see you in the Garlando Bowl, okay? <laughs> I mean, if you, All I know is, is it, it was worth analyzing teams of these calibers for about 25 minutes. Man. Gar, if you and I end up in the Garlando Bowl facing each other, is there a reason to continue the league anymore? Or should we just retire and call it a day? I mean, after that, is there even is there even a point anymore? Well, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a Judaism Christianity. It'd be like the Messiah coming. So if that happens, then I mean, what what good is the league anymore? Really? I mean, really, you know, I mean, I, I only have two uh, two games. Actually, Here's my dream scenario, right? A final four of you, me, Janowski, and Joe with Joe and I playing in the championship game and me winning. If that ended up happening, as much as I love you, Gar, and as much as I wish I could play in the final, if I play my own brother in the final and win, I might just quit and just say, it's not going to get any better for me than this. I'll see you later. Okay. (laughs) Oh man! Well, blood is thicker than water, so I'll yeah, just be—I'll sure. just be your—I'll just be your water, Matt. Okay, so uh, what's our what's our next topic tonight? As much you know as what? I'm sure people are here to join us talking about ourselves. I know, I know, I know. But sorry, guys, this would have happened last week, but you guys got the pleasure of hearing it this week instead. You know, yeah, I got to be three times longer this week, so it all worked out. Uh, you know, this is a fantasy football podcast. So I'm not really going to worry about the real NFL right now. Let's talk about some overreactions from our from the squads that we saw. Let's talk about some overreactions from week one. You know, um, you know, because we can talk about NFL all day long, right? But let's let's let the you know let's let ESPN, let's let NFL Network, but they can do that. We're here to talk about the GFL, all right? So, um, you know, let's look at let's look. Which at, has nothing to do with the NFL. So yeah, I agree. Let's just talk course. GFL. But you know, we picked Graw as a. Uh, I, I thought he was a Final Four team. Okay, actually, we know we actually first thing first. We need to pick our playoff teams. We haven't done that yet, so let's go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Good. I know my. I know mine. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and pick my playoff teams right now. Um, uh, this is going to be pre-draft, but I thought would be in the playoffs from pre-draft. Now I'll go four and four from each side. Uh, I think Joe's going to be in the playoffs. I think um, Graw. I think you are going to be in the playoffs. And I'm actually going to take Jay in the playoffs. I don't think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to be just on the outs on this one. But I think it's I think I like Jay's receivers a lot, obviously, you know. And if and I think Javante Williams is a good pick. Now I don't like the fact that he piggybacked it, like I've told you a million times. But I think if Javante Williams comes through and stays healthy, Jay's got really good receivers, and I think he can make a good run. So I'm going to go with um, with Joe, 
with Graw, with you, and with Jay in the in the as the four from our side. Okay, and then from the other side, um, I think when Kevin gets healthy with Cooper Cup, I think it's gonna be very dangerous. So I'm gonna go with Kevin. I'm gonna go with um, Janowski. Um, I'm also gonna go with Corey's team. I know it's kind. Of, I know it's weird, but and of course we gotta put Corey in the playoffs because he's black. But uh, you know, I'm gonna go. I like Corey's team this year. Either you or me was gonna do it. So thanks for thanks for doing that. Thanks for taking that burden, Matt. So I got. Uh, let's see. I got Kevin. I got Janowski. I got Corey's team, and then it's really a toss up right now between. Um, uh, it's really a toss up right now between Lane. And uh, who's this last team right here? I gotta see who this is. Uh, Lane and Nick, excuse me. Lane and Nick are gonna be fighting out for the last spot in the playoffs. Yeah, no, that's good. I like it better than mine. I'm gonna give what I was going to give before week one started, obviously, because we're playing back to the future yeah. here. So in our conference, I had five. I had you, Joe, Graw, me, and Steve. And okay. So now I, I definitely regret not having Jay in there. That's yeah. some buyer's, buyer's remorse there. Um, and then in the VFC, I had, uh, Lane with, uh, Ruggles and Kurt, you know, so. Um, wow. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see so, how it goes towards the end of the season, but yeah, I mean, um, I think one squad will end up getting five, one squad will end up getting four, you know, actually one will end up getting three, you know, but. Matt uh, was not a math major. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Josh Allen just had a fumble. Are you kidding me? What is with this guy tonight? Holy crap! This isn't Matt. You got Matt. You got to get get back to the where your your game's over. And my, I mean, I'm about to lose two leagues because of this guy right now. What a disaster! Anyway, uh, no, but let's look. You're at going this. full Neanderthal, Matt. You can't. We've uh, been multitasking all episode, and you're just um, he's fading out, guys. He's fading out. <laughs> Let's uh let's we're only 50 minutes in, okay? We haven't even talked about anything. I know. We're going to give it we can we can roll through this next part in about 20 minutes. Our reactions won't take too awful long or anything like that. But uh let's look at Gras team real quick because of course Gras Gras didn't have Kelsey, right? Uh only have 95 points this week. Um he hasn't had Noah Fant play. Uh well he did. He just had zero points, excuse me. Um Dobbins just tore tore his Achilles up, okay? So he's obviously in the need for uh he's going to need a running back for sure. Um I had Garza. I have Garza honestly as a Final Four team. With I, I think his team can be that good. He's got the stack between Trevor Lawrence and and uh, Ridley and everything like that. He's going to have Kelsey back in the mix too. Does are you still? I mean, I'm still high on Garza's team, even though he has, even though he loses J.K. Dobbins. Are you still as high on his team as you were previously? Wow, and you know, uh, I was following everything yesterday, Matt. wasn't looking closely enough. I didn't know Dobbins was out. You're saying he's out for the year? Yeah, he tore his Achilles. He's he's probably yeah. again, guys. We're talking about this on Monday night because it's just a busy week for us. So yeah, um, yeah so that's a big loss. So if I'm going to look at that with his team, who steps in? We've got Gibson, Warren, uh, Damian Harris. Um, that is that's I. Maybe he can swing side. He, this is a team that has, uh, uh, you know, players who have ability. Yeah. You know, looking at and things can emerge. Like what if you know, what if uh, Najee Harris gets an injury or uh, Warren really starts stepping up? You just never know. But that's a big one for Gross. So I think that's a high level of concern for him. You may want to uh, think about trying to pursue a, a running back. So overreaction on this one that Gross. 
instead of being a Final Four team, he ends up being one of the last teams in the playoffs. What do you think? Overreaction or no? No, not at all. And they could you could miss the playoffs. And anytime you get a key injury like that to a key position, yeah, um, certainly can happen. Like yeah. you have tons of wide receivers. Like Kevin was right in his analysis of his team on Sunday. He has some depth. You know, he can survive a few weeks. Yeah. Um, without that, so well, you, and, know, you know, you saw how well he played this week to beat you. He had to, you know, basically uh, they all had to live up to their potential. All his players this week to beat you. Oh yeah, eighty four points. Caliber of team he's going against oh yeah 84 points that's living up to your potential right there <laughs> but now you know the hard thing that Graw is going to have right is that his bench didn't look doesn't look great right and gibson with point not even a point overall jalen warren uh, below average the guys weren't great so if he wants if he is going to make a trade i mean he's he's going to have to he can do one of two things. He can blow a lot of fab money on Gus Edwards or Justice Hill. He can do that. You don't know which one's going to do what. Okay, or he can make a trade. But the problem is, if he wants to make a trade, he's going to have to get. He's going to have to get rid of Alave, Mike Williams, Calvin Ridley. He's going to have to get. I don't. Kelsey's not in the block. He'd be an idiot to get rid of Kelsey. Okay, but he's going to have to get rid of one of those guys, and doesn't make him stronger or weaker. That's the big thing you have to consider on that one. I know Graw. And I know how this league operates when you try to do trades. You try to get rid of you, – you, you try to bring in – I'll just use my own team, for example, right? He'll try to bring in a Nick Chubb and try to give me an Antonio Gibson and some other shit because that's just how this league operates. in terms of this, league, this league might be the worst in terms of trading ever, okay? Because everybody wants the best player on the other team, and they want to give up nothing for it. Okay, like zero, literally zero. Okay, and I'm not calling Graw. I'm calling it the whole league because this whole league doesn't want to trade for shit. Okay, and then when they do trade, speak for yourselves, Matt. Never a problem for yours, truly. No, well, when they when they do trade, right? Some of these trades are so ridiculous, right? Uh, I just think there's a, a, I don't know. It's just weird how this league trades, but I, it's going to be tough. It's all about it. It's not just about assessing value, and I I, I say this every year uh, on our podcast. We talk about trading. Uh, it's not just about being assessed the value. You have to assess the person you're dealing with. Yeah. So, and that's in business, that's in life, it's with anything. Anytime yeah. there's a negotiation, so you got to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. And so, uh, one of the reasons I can do it is because you know I'm very friendly. These are you know my friends in the league I started, so I know everyone really well. So I can't say it doesn't help. Yeah, for sure. So you know we'll see how Graw goes on that one. But uh, overreaction, I, I think it's a little bit overreaction right now to consider him as the. And I posed the question, but I think it would be a little bit overreaction, especially since Kelsey isn't playing right now. Once he gets Kelsey back, he might be able to forego uh, having a big time running back with 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 his receivers. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. It's never good to have holes, real big holes on a on a team. It's gonna be hard to win the championship, but like you said, he could still make the playoffs for sure. For sure. So moving on to Jay, right? Jay hated it. I guess didn't hate his team, but. Uh, went so receiver heavy. I think he just forgot that he didn't have a running back. Okay. Um, however, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin wasn't great, but Herbert had a pretty good game. Michael Pittman Jr. a good game on the bond. He's on his bench. I mean, hell, your man Jordan Love had a great game. Okay, and against the vaunted Bears defense, like oh, the '85 defense. Oh, I know. Here's a question. Okay, overreaction or not? Jay, Jay's going to repeat this year. Um, yeah, yeah, it's an overreaction, but it's not a huge one because, yeah, I mean, you heard me say picking playoff teams. Now that I really, Jay was borderline for me in the analysis, six to eight wins. 
maybe a little upside from there, you know. Anytime you win week one, I mean, it, you know, you can't overreact, but it's nice to any win you can get is huge. So, you know, definitely going closer to the top end of my estimate. Okay. Well, and maybe beyond. Who knows? Looking at, I can't believe <laughs> Troy's going to be one and zero at the end of this week. It just drives me nuts. But. Um, and I told Graw at the draft, I'll give that guy seven wins. I don't know how I'm going to give that guy seven wins, but he's won the most championships in our league. He's almost won 25% of these Garlando, yeah, uh, Garlando Bowl championships. So yeah. Well, looking at looking, let's, let's stay with this theme of last year's finals. Looking at Lane's team this year, Lane's got 115 points right now. I don't think he he has one more guy going. Could get a few more points here, but he even had Goddard put up a goose egg. Nothing. Okay. And ended up with 115 points. Uh, overreaction, Lane is the strongest team in the VFC this year. It's not an overreaction. I, that's what I thought. I, uh, Ruggles and Kurt were fillers around Lane uh, for me. Um, so no, I have a, I have a lot of, a lot of faith in his team. Um, you know, I think they're, they're right up there, you know, right up there. I mean, he got competing all, competing all year. He got almost 40 combined points between kicker and defense. His, uh, his running back, excuse me, his quarterback and tight end got less than three points combined. I mean, weird. Yeah. Weird. You talk about home run hitters. You got it. Amon, Ra in there. Oh. Uh, Aaron Jones is definitely a home run hitter, and he he hit one. I mean, he's more of like a Joey Gallo type of home run hitter, though. Yeah. He could get you know four or five <laughs> points next week, but yeah, but. <laughs> no, the team definitely has potential. Uh, Garrett Wilson definitely getting hurt by uh, Rogers' injury, but you know he had a great he had a great year with his uh, very distant cousin Zach Wilson last year, so that's yeah. very possible. <laughs> Montgomery got the volume last week, but this is concerning about Montgomery because he wasn't efficient. 21 carries for 74 yards. And moving forward, if he's not catching the ball and he had no catches, I mean, that, that all went to the rookie running back, Gibbs. Uh, uh, I know Lane, is it was pretty high on Montgomery, kind of, kind of a sleeper pick behind Gibbs, but we'll see. We'll see. He's got to get involved in the passing game. So, yeah, and a goose egg from Goddard. Um, but overall, definitely looks like a team that can pee. Again, yeah, I want to look at, and I haven't really looked at this, but look at let's look at this real quick also. Let's look at Troy's team. Real quick this week, Matt. I just looked at it for a second. It's just Thielen with three points, Schuster with seven points. Uh, it's amazing he won, you know, getting 23 points out of the Jets' defense against Buffalo, you know, 18 points from his kicker. This is what Troy kind of does because uh, he's always just going to kind of be in the hunt somehow, even though we just could not bear to even uh, think about his his picks. Where Matt, his fourth round pick, Cole Komet, he didn't even play this week. So, yeah, in the fourth. Uh, you had Thielen in the third, three point two points. He's one and out. I, I, I just it just makes me sick how Troy does this every freaking year, and it's just it's almost becoming comical right now, you know, because this is one of the worst drafts ever. Okay, well, ever. I mean, it's so bad. Yet somehow he's got ninety three points. I'm stuck here at sixty seven points, sixty five points, whatever the fuck it is. Okay, and. I mean, he's, his starting lineup is literally Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I'll put sorry, I'm going to name guys who shouldn't be on starting rosters in fantasy, even in 12-team leagues, okay? Uh, we're in 18-team leagues, so Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, Noah Gray, uh, Cam Akers, maybe, okay? So you've got potentially four guys on your starting uh, roster that shouldn't be on even 12-team league starting rosters, Okay. You got Cole Komet, who shouldn't be starting. Valdez Scantling is on his bench, shouldn't be starting. 
He left Pacheco on his bench, which I'm shocked at. Okay, I'm I'm really surprised he played Acres over Pacheco. Um, you know, I mean, Acres had being a loyal Chiefs fan, he is. Yeah, I mean, Acres had eight point. Acres had a rushing touchdown and still scored less points than Pacheco did. Okay, yeah, it's crazy to me to think. Well, those reports about Pacheco being more involved in the passing game is uh, he was four for thirty one. I, I think Jay pointed out Hilaire may have gotten the first carry, which is what. Just symbolic of how was it? Uh, ridiculous, ridiculous Andy Reid is sometimes. Because I mean, why? Why is he even out there? He shouldn't even be in the NFL. Was it ceremonial? Was it ceremonial or something like that, or what? You know, I mean, shit. Now, that's what Jay said. We'd have to fact check Jay. Is this? Is this? Is this? We'll get GFL. Play? We'll get GFL Snopes on. I can look at. I'll, I'll look at it here. Is this Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Like, uh, like you know how Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan had the kind of the, the whole season full of uh, of goodbyes, basically before they were about to retire. Is this what uh, Hilaire's doing this year? You know, and <laughs> he's Andy Reid's so giving him the fran- He's done so much for the franchise. I know, right? But uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess next uh, next overreaction here. Uh, I, I kind of like this one. I am. Uh, it should be it should be funny. Uh, your game versus Knicks, the highest scoring game of the week for for both of y'all. Okay, uh, for I mean, it's, yeah, the combined score is going to be close to two hundred and forty points, close to it, somewhere around there. Uh, that dwarfs almost anybody. Um, obviously, you had Tyreek Hill have a monster week. Jacksonville's defense was great. The rest of your team was just about average, but you didn't need it to be great when you have Tyreek Hill do what he did. Uh, Nick, man, he had some guys do well. Tua was great. Tony Pollard, Keenan Allen was good. Is this a potential Garlando Bowl preview game in week one? We, we don't need to talk much about me because we spent a couple minutes on me during the show. Yeah. So, I mean... Comparing it to we're not answering, Nick. Uh, what we're doing is we're not comparing Nick's team. We're not we're not analyzing Nick's team. We're comparing the matchup. Is this uh, the overreaction or, or not? Is this a is this are, are we previewing the Garlando Bowl in Week One? Yeah, no, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing here, and um, yeah. uh, it, it's potential. I think Nick's team looks like it's going to be maybe a little bit better uh, than I than I thought. I mean, same, um, yeah, same here. But. Two is gonna have to. Two is gonna have to stay healthy. He got twenty six points this week. I mean, when he's been in there, it's a. I mean, it could be a really good uh, pick for him. Pollard did nicely, twenty two points uh, this past week as well. Um, it, to me, I'm looking at the bench. Not tons of tons of, of depth, and so uh, he was able to do it this week. Uh, Green Bay defense did great against Chicago. He may be kind of mixing and matching defenses like I am. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's potential, but uh, it's just week one. So. Uh, I'm definitely not high on Nick's team yet. I didn't even pick him for the playoffs, and he's made the playoffs seven out of the eight years he's been in the GFL. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's always hard to go against Nick, but I guess if you had to look at all of our games so far this week, it could be positive, it could be negative. What's your biggest surprise? What's your biggest holy shit moment uh, of the week for you so far? Uh, Not too many because, I mean, what I was going to say for overreactions, and then you've done a great job organizing that, is one of the big overreactions to week one is um, uh, about low point totals. Yeah. Um, Historically in the NFL, not every week one. We've had some shootouts, but more times than not, I'll say over 50% of the time, it's just like it was this week. So Nick and uh, and I and a few other teams got lucky that we had players who – the players who went off because there's always going to be those guys. But, um, you know, that's why I stuck with my playoff teams because it's just week one. Yeah. You know, so that's my kind of overarching – I mean, if I'm taking a look at this, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of low scores, you know, yeah. and uh, um, 
Jay going off like that kind of that was one thing that kind of changed my mind maybe about his team this week. So you know, I, I'm buying into the overreaction on Jay. You know, the interesting thing is I'm looking at our weekly point totals. You know, I for those who don't know, I keep uh, I keep stats of the league like you wouldn't freaking believe. Oh, but Matt, can you let me know if I've ever beat Nick before? I meant to ask that. Uh, yeah, hold on one second here. Let me. Pull. Huh. Um. I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. No, but anyway, what I was saying is I keep stats of the league like it's no one's business. I, I, I find it funny. It's very historical. It makes it, it, makes it for a lot, of, uh, a lot of good signs. And I'm going to, you know, what I do also is I, 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 you know, I jot down the weekly scores of what we have and totals and uh, cumulative totals and things like that. I was looking at this before we started the show. This might be, I would not be surprised if this is one of our lowest week one scores ever. Okay. Over, yeah. Cumulatively. Yeah. Because... We've got we got four or five teams that are below seventy points right now. You know, so it's a uh, lot. It's a lot of carnage. And then, uh, uh, how about a, a defense though getting forty eight point five Dallas against? Oh, I mean, I led in the opening with it. I mean, how atrocious were the Giants? Awful offense. I, I mean, I was watching that game. It's like, how were they a playoff team and were making some waves last year? I mean, Daniel Jones wasn't great, but that offensive line didn't get did not give him any help whatsoever. I mean, he had nothing. He couldn't do anything. But uh, Gar, you've beaten Nick one time. One, so this about this will be number two, actually. Whatever mm-hmm. ends, but uh, and I checked the box score, Matt. Uh, Hilaire ceremonially for his last year in the NFL took the first two carries. Ah, two. okay, all right. So it looks like this way, that's going to be the uh, the way moving forward. But uh, I guess yeah, yeah so low scores guards are great. I mean, honestly, man, that's a great thing. I was going to say something along the same similar lines. Uh, I I think one thing for me uh, is. I'm really, you know, I, I gotta go with, uh, I don't even, I mean, honestly, I think it's gotta be low scores as well. Cause I'm looking at these scores. I mean, we're looking, let's just take under, they're 80- also atrocious. It's like, I'm not like changing my view on any teams besides, you know, Graw, we have to move a little bit because of injury. I mean, besides that, what were the big injuries? Cause this is I mean, just a low scoring week. It's I mean, half, half the league scored under 85 points half the lead nine teams under 85 points this week, okay and then under 100 points you've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen teams under 100 points this week i mean this is that's you don't see that very often okay especially week one because usually you know the funny thing is is that week one through four or one through five whatever you know our conference years uh, or non-conference season is usually very explosive because you have your whole roster there because there's no bye weeks yet, right? So what I usually see throughout the season is that our point totals are very high the first four weeks of the season, and then it kind of dwindles off, dwindles off, dwindles off. But if we continue these low scores throughout the um, throughout the first three or four weeks, then you're going to be looking at potential all-time low numbers here for fantasy football this year because – your scores usually don't go up after the bye week start because, of course, your guys are on bye, you know, so you don't have those hitters anymore, you know. So it's really interesting to see how this will all transpire when I add all this stuff up this week and see how it is because we've got nobody over 130 right now, nobody in the 140s. Usually we got one or two guys in the 140s in the first week, usually speaking, you know. So I'll get there, Matt. This will go overtime to Jets, Bills, and Cook will break off a long time. I hope it goes overtime. It gives me a chance in another league. Shit, man. Damn. <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, man, no, I mean, yeah, low scores, man, is the theme of the week this year for sure. I mean, it's, it's, 
there's there's no there's no question but there's no question besides that that's going to be the main theme and i love the overreactions because everyone you know flips out on the text thread of course i'm pissed off over here you know yahoo glitches on my uh, cell phone obviously my points don't update for you know at least a week or anything like that you know it's it's uh it's it's just you know it's just week one man it's it's, it's so much. It was just that bad of a week. I thought. I, I thought. I didn't even think it was a glitch. I just think you got you, you guys <laughs> players just weren't scoring. <laughs> well, um, thanks, Carl. I was trying to make myself feel better, but you know, thanks for hitting. Hit, thanks for hitting home for me right now. Yeah, yeah, that was a softball in the text. Right? Y'all lofted that up. I immediately chimed <laughs> in with that. That was too easy, guys. <laughs> but that was an upper deck shot. Absolutely. But all right, Gar, we're at an hour and seven minutes right now, my man. I think I am good to go, brother. What else? What what do you what do you close out? Are you good? Close you're out? good to go to you're good to go to bed. We are uh ten oh four PM uh Central Standard GFL time, Matt. What a what a journey this has been tonight. It has been. It's actually, you know, we've done well though. Uh, we kept an hour and seven minutes right now. We'll probably by the time it's all said and done, maybe an hour and ten. Could have been a lot worse. We've had a lot worse before, but um, honestly, man, we're back in full swing, dude. I'm excited. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I actually enjoyed the nighttime uh, thing because I can. I don't really feel the restriction of time a little bit. You know, what I mean, I do have to go to bed, obviously, but and maybe spend some time with my wife. That would be lovely. But uh, I have the gift of time right now. I don't have to be cut off after like an hour, hour, and you know, or hour or forty five minutes or anything like that. So. Uh, and Matt, Matt, before we leave, though, I have to thank you, though, and I know you don't want me to mention this, but thank you for inter- interrupting your uh, marriage festivities tonight uh, <laughs> for being here. And I know he, did, he didn't have to think about it long. He, he chose us, of course, but uh, just thanks, Matt. It means yeah, a lot. Sent, we needed t- this for our schedule. So the sacrifice the handy, house, handy household makes in so many ways is much she, appreciated she to, sent the, me a to the loyal t- listeners and me. She sent me a text probably half an hour ago, but I was afraid to click out of this thing because I don't want to lose any any content that we had. So I'm sure it's going to be something, uh, you know, guilt trip related, but we'll see how that goes. But um, <laughs> no, man, I'm just glad to be back in the full swing of things, man. Uh, you know, week one's always, yeah, man, I, you know, it's not just week one. It's like week one through 18 or however many long, however long we do this for. Uh, it's just fun, dude, man. It's just one, best, one of the best times of the year for sure. Well, Matt, I'll give us some uh, royalty-free exit music to take us out. I think people, uh, I would say the title, but it doesn't It doesn't really matter. Uh, fair enough, man. Well, guys, uh, great week one in the books. Okay, listen to music. Enjoy it. Bye.